I don't, I've never, I've, dude, I have not used Skype since like 2010 or something. <laughs> what did you use before that? My brother was in Japan, and uh, that was the only way we could uh, stay in contact. So I talked to him maybe maybe ten times on there, and uh, yeah. Dude, I think it was think, like Bahu from Twitter, like the guy who does all the FMW stuff, told me that when him and his brother were in Japan, his brother wanted weed, and he just went on Craigslist and put up an ad. It was like, can someone bring me weed? And they fucking did. <laughs> My brother told me that it's really strict, really, really strict is, over there. Yeah. Like, like he could not. He was like, I just didn't even try to fuck with. Because like he smokes, but he's not like a major smoker or anything. Yeah. He was like, I just didn't even try to fuck with it. Because everybody I talked to was just like, no, you don't even want to bother with this. It's going to be too much of a hassle. Like, so no, no. he also I told heard. me you could buy used uh, women's underwear out of vending machines. That's a work, dude. Those aren't used. No one can convince me those are used. That's a well, work. I, okay, okay, but still, it's it's that's really strange. I listened to, like, a podcast where this guy taught English over there for, like, five years, and he explained, like, weed is, like, you know how, like, over here, you could you could get weed pretty easily. Like, you you know somebody that sells it, right? Even if you don't smoke it, you know somebody that sells it. He said, yeah, yeah. and Coke's harder to get. Like, you got to know a guy to get Coke. He's like, that's how yeah. weed is over there. Weed is, like, you, yeah. you got to know a guy situation. Yeah. Isn't that why my fucking Matt Seidel got banned from uh, yeah. the band? <laughs> yeah. Why? Forever. Uh, you know what's always so weird to me about that is when, like, uh, anytime that happens, you always see people, like, uh, like, concerned trolling about, like, well, hey, maybe, hey, why do you need to go over there and smoke weed? How about you just, how about you just wait till you get home? And it's like, dude, this guy's fucking been on a plane for fucking... A day and a half, he's going over there, they're kicking the shit out of him. Let the guy smoke a damn joint if he wants to. I don't know why that's, why that's hurting anybody. Ron Funches uh, said that he didn't notice that he didn't have weed for like two weeks when he was over there. Like, because he was always doing something. Which I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to brag about, Ron Funches. Because like, I think I would. I think I would love it over there. I would still be like, man, this would be more fun high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Ron Funches is a fucking, that's <laughs> one of the most full of shit people to, like, ever live. <laughs> you like Ron Funches? No, he's a, dude, he's such a fucking, like, just a fake, like, just careerist dipshit. I just, <laughs> oh, God. I remember, like, I used to listen to the fucking Doug Benson podcast, like, yeah. 10 or 12 years ago. And I remember the first time he had fucking Ron Funches on, I was just like, this guy's so fucking phony. Like, he's, <laughs> he's doing this whole, like, aesthetic, like, oh, it's so weird. And, and he, like, always gets weird at people on Twitter. Like, he got real weird. Oh, you weren't around. You missed it. He got really weird about people. Uh, he made a joke about, uh, what's her, what's the girl? Is it Billy Starks? The one that's, like, the 16. Child? <laughs> the yeah, child? Yeah, Billy Starks. So, uh, there was some photo of her, like, making, like, a really shocked face, and he was like, oh, this is what they look like before they're on blacked or something. I guess some kind of porno reference, and, uh, people were like, hey, man, maybe don't say that about someone who's underage, and he, like, threw, like, this big fit about, like, 
you people don't understand jokes and it had nothing to do with her being underage and it's like I don't know, dude. Like, you saw a little girl there, and the first thing you thought is, like, about a porno? I don't know, dude. That's pretty weird to me. Or, like, just delete it, right? Like, it's not even that funny that you That's, you don't even, that's not the funny enough joke to fight only, over. Well, dude, not only did he not delete it, I bet it's still off. But, like, he, he was, like, going off on people for, like, a whole day. And then he so got what, mad because uh, people were mean to Kevin Gill. Well, yeah. Well, and again, you missed it, but Brett Lauderdale tweeted something that I, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but it was basically like, uh, hey, like, uh, people think that I don't see the constructive criticism, but like, I read everything, and what you don't understand is I talk to a lot of people in real life who love Kevin and think he's great, and I'm just like, who are these? The fucking wrestlers? Like, who are you talking? <laughs> so I have some thoughts. The Funches thing, right? Like, let's say he makes that joke about like, I don't Thunder Rosa, right? That's still not funny. Yeah. Like, so why? No, no. I don't count it that hard because at the core of it, it's not even a funny joke. No, no, yeah. Yeah. See, there's no way Brett well, everything on Twitter. He's not going to convince me of that. You think Brett reads my mean shit that I say about him? I'm sure it doesn't happen. Dude, fucking Lauderdale. I don't even... <laughs> we're talking yeah, about Lauderdale's fucking decisions on this podcast. Cause, like, we, should, we, we need to do a whole GCW episode. Cause, no, because I like, like GCW. Well, you're wrong to do that. There's aspects of it I really like. I just think that... As a whole, like, I don't know. Here's where I am with GCW. Where, like, I watch maybe three shows a year. <laughs> so, right. like, it doesn't affect me the way it does everybody else. Like, the Kevin Gill thing. Like, Kevin Gill might be an awful, like, commentator. But I see three shows a year, so I think he's really funny. Like, <laughs> like it, it doesn't hit me the same as everybody else. I'm just like, oh, this is a novelty. This terrible commentator who's telling people to suck his dick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just get bad vibes from the guy. I just don't like him. You don't drug those. The whole this. No, I no no no, dude. I have a same kind of posse uh, t-shirt somewhere. But no, uh, I just I don't know. He's one of those PMA weirdos. I just, <laughs> uh, and it's like, dude, just get off Twitter. Because all he does is complain that people are mean to him. <laughs> and it's like, if I just woke up every day and my fucking Twitter feed was just people going like, you suck at your job, you should quit, you're an asshole, everybody hates you, I'd just go like, I'm going to go do something else. Here's this the thing that fun. I don't get. is like, why tweet it at him? Like, do, do people want him to quit? Like, he's going to quit and I don't want money anymore. <laughs> Dude, I've seen so it's many people him tweet at him and just be like, yeah, well, I know. It's but not even his fault mean, that he's like bad. they're mean to him. Be mean to Brett about him. Like, well, that's my thing. Is like I don't like Kevin Gill. I think he's like a weirdo and an asshole. But like, it's not his fault. He's a bad announcer. Like he did. Like they hired him to do it. It's yeah. like if you hired me to be a mechanic, like I would suck at it. But like if you just kept bringing me in every day and going like change this alternator, like that's not my fault. I had a girl at when I worked at the pizza place have, like, some online class, and she had to do, like, a 10-question quiz for some class, 
and she's just like, your reading comprehension's pretty good. Do you just want to do this? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she got a three out of ten and was like mad about it. But I told her like, in the grand scheme of things, like I did okay. Like I, this isn't my class. We're taking it. Like, <laughs> like I don't like that. How seriously did you? <laughs> you were gonna take it? Cause I, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't my quiz. I didn't give a shit. I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's weird. She graduated with a business degree though. So here you go. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. Just like it does for Jeff Jarrett always. Hey, like I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do this because, like, uh, well, I guess we'll, we can get in. I don't know if any of that other stuff will be on the actual episode. I don't care At what you put point in there. At some point it will because I don't know how to open a show. So it's going to be a couple days then. So at some point. Okay, just, well, I mean. Conversation that we're part we of the could problem. just, we could, I, I could, I could do, I can do it. I can do an, an opening. I mean, uh, I, it was just like, uh. Let's give me a second here. Okay. Let's think of something. Okay. Oh, I thought I did think up a name for the fans. Um, <laughs> so maybe we could, maybe we could, <laughs> maybe we could start it with um, <clears throat> "What's up, hate heads? You're listening <laughs> to Let People Hate Things with me, Dwayne, uh, and the host Ed. <laughs> and that's where you say hello." I how this I'm doing a fucking po- I've never done a fucking podcast before. This fucking guy. That's not true. You this, did this is his job, it. and I'm telling him how to do it. Well, I don't do. This. I never said I was good at it. I've just done it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Kevin Gill, anyway. it's not it's not on me to quit. Really. It's on it's on them to fire. Right. Me. Well, that's what I want to say right away. Okay, and I, I made allusions to this on Twitter. Don't listen to this and get mad at me. If if you listen to this and this is bad, that's your problem. I'm not the one listening to it. So that's your situation to handle, listener. When are you going to start doing K-pop reviews? Are you going to review any K-pop? One. One band. I'll do one. I don't think I've ever heard a, a single K-pop song. <laughs> uh, but sure, I mean, you know, how. Would you rather do that on the One Zwan album? See, I have no concept of what that is or what it would sound like. Zwan? Yeah, yeah. There's that scene uh, from the Osbournes where, like, it's right when Zwan starts. It's, like, one of their first shows. And the only reason I remember is it's so weird. It's like they come back and it's Jack and Kelly and Elijah Wood. And they said we saw Billy Corgan's new band and Ozzy, like, sits up, he's like, oh, how was it? They're like, it's fucking elevator music, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never been a big Corgan head, but, uh, you know. What about the NWA? (laughs) 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 I'll say this, I'll say this. When when they first started, like, on YouTube, Mm -hmm. uh, back before, like, AEW was around and, like, you know, just took half their roster away and everything. Uh-huh. I, I did watch that show every week, and I would always come away with the same thought. That was a really, like, watchable episode of television, and I could not tell you one thing I enjoyed. But I'll be back next week. It was, like, perfect background. to like It was, like, phone. something to you know have I mean? on while yeah. you looked at your phone. Yeah. And it was really, it was on at a really convenient look. 
looking at your phone time too, because then it starts streaming like seven o'clock, and like that's a perfect time to sit down and just scroll through your phone yeah. for an hour. It was uh, they got uh, they got too ambitious with this locking it behind a paywall deal. I can't imagine anybody's doing that because they don't even have like anybody good now. It's no, like they uh, have Tyrus Funkasaurus out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but they re-signed Nick Aldis in the past couple oh, weeks. Oh, thank God. Why would, Why would you not? Why would you? I'm sure they, do they were really worried that he was headed to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Should we bury Jeff Jarrett? Okay, yeah, let's let's get started. Let's not waste any more time because, like, I, like I've mentioned before, I've been waiting about 15 years to do this. Uh... I'm, I'll, I'll start you off with a personal anecdote. Check this out. When I was a kid, I started watching wrestling in 1996, and I was eight years old. And I would say for the first two, maybe three years I watched wrestling, I just liked every wrestler. <laughs> I thought every wrestler I ever saw was good. I liked the heels. I liked the baby face. I liked... I liked Rey Mysterio, I liked Hulk Hogan, I liked Sting, I liked Goldberg, I liked Raven. I just thought every wrestler I saw was great, except for one fucking guy. And I can vividly remember sitting with my grandparents in 1997 watching Nitro, and out walks Jeff Jarrett and thinking, and, and actually saying out loud, I can't believe we have to see this guy again this week. <laughs> he uh he has I, been a thorn in my side the entire time that I've been watching wrestling. He's never been yeah, he's never been good. Let, let me tell you why uh I hate him a lot. Uh like okay. his WWE, WWE okay, his WWF stuff. It's like I'm, we're gonna go I'll bury some shit. But, like, I don't know, it didn't hit me, like, that TNA run, and I thought about it a lot today. I think that TNA run comes down to the fact, like, why I hate him so much uh, is that it was, like, 2003, right? And yeah, yeah. I ha- I'm i in high school, and I'm, like, I-, I love wrestling, but it's, like, on the cool down, right? And I talked my best friend into coming and watching a TNA pay-per-view Right, and it was Raven versus Jarrett for the first one. I was like, "Dude, Raven's gonna win the belt. It's gonna be awesome. Come watch it." And once you know it, Raven didn't fucking win that belt, and that kid fucking buried all this shit and would never gave it another chance. That was my one chance to have a friend that watched TNA, and I never got that through school. I had to sit there and be on these weird TNA message boards, and I couldn't talk to anybody about like <laughs> Apollo and D'Lo Brown or about Joey Legend. Or Don Callis versus Eric Watts, you know, nothing. How many times was somebody in TNA just about to take off and fucking Jeff Jarrett ruined it? Uh, Countless times. So many times. I mean, Monty Brown, Raven, AJ Styles, fucking Alex Shell. I mean, you could go on and on and on of guys whose careers. Well, he probably had it coming. <laughs> that's, we're not going to talk about Chris Harris, because that's Jeff Jarrett was right on that one. 
But, uh, yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's like, I always say, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Like, you look at Triple H. The guy does not have an eye for talent. But he saw Zack Ryder, and he was like, I don't care what these these fans are cheering. This guy fucking sucks. And you know what? (laughs) He was right. He was right. If we'd listened to him, we'd all be better off right now. So, uh, this is a real sidebar, but, like, I'm... High as fuck, and I want to complain. I haven't, I haven't been on Twitter, so I've got to complain about this to anybody. So, William Regal gets fired, right? Yep. And everybody's like, what a fucking dumb thing to do. He was an amazing talent scout. Dwayne, do you know where he went to scout talent? Fucking PWG, where everyone is good. He would like, he got praised yeah. because he would go to like these shows and be like, I think this Kevin Steen guy might have it. And it's like, yeah, no shit, he's in PWG, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, everyone is good. He would yeah. fucking, but he didn't, like, yeah. go to, like, small-ass little indies and find talent. He went to, like, it's like, yeah, he mean, went uh, to, like, all-star oh. game. And he's like, oh, oh have you seen this, this Kenny Omega? This fellow, I think he might have something. <laughs> like, you ever heard the yeah. Nido story? The Nido story about meeting with Triple H? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he left him with the bill, yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. I can't wait for that episode. We're already going past this. Like, oh, the Triple H one is killing me. Oh. Yeah. But, look, but let's, let's talk Jeffrey about... Well. I'm being honest. I think it's like a more visceral... Oh, absolutely. I, I, want, I wanted to make that point. I wanted to make that point. Because there's three people that all get compared to each other a lot. Uh, Cody Rhodes, who we were not going to talk about ever on this show. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett and Triple H. Right, and then people all sort of compare those three. And here's the thing: Jeff Jarrett is way fucking worse than the yeah. other two. Like whatever you want to say about Triple H, at the minimum, the guy fucking worked hard. He had the business sense to get where he got. He was a main eventer before he ever was with Stephanie. So you have to give him credit for that. Jeff Jarrett got everything that he has ever had in his fucking life because he was Jerry Jarrett's son. He has never earned shit. It has all been handed to him. Which brings me to point number one, Ed. And you said to me, make three points. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I've got right here. And the number one point that I wanted to make about Jeff Jarrett, there's a lot of guys in the world, Ed. What is the absolute... Worst kind of guy you can think of. A rich guy's son. <laughs> That's what Jeff Garrett is. He's a he's a fail son. He's a guy who has had everything he's ever gotten handed to him. They, they created a company just for him to be the main eventer. It failed miserably. It never drew a fucking dime because not one person on the face of the fucking earth has ever bought a ticket to see Jeff Jarrett in their goddamn life. I don't like this ironic, like, fandom that he has now. You know what I mean? Oh, it's... I think it's the worst. The revisionist history is is making me so mad. Okay. And this is something that I wanted to talk about. Because I love Between the Sheets. I listen to it every week. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Joe Sposto, I think he's a great guy. He's a nice person. Stop saying that Jeff Jarrett is good. 
Yeah. No, he isn't. Stop <laughs> never, doing that. He's never been good. You know what I mean? Like, how has uh, he been around no. this long and never gotten better? Ever. You know the thing about Jeff Jarrett is that makes him so bad? This is what it is. Is it? He's not. He's not. He's not terrible. Because people are going to listen. To, well, actually, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, here's the deal with Jeff Jarrett. He's a good wrestler. He's a good talker. He's got some charisma. He has never been able to put any of that together into a package that is interesting in any way. Every match he's ever had is the exact same. You could watch him versus fucking Mongo McMichael from WCW Nitro <laughs> and then watch him versus fucking Samoa Joe from TNA in 2008, and it's the same goddamn match. He does this corny Memphis, like, over-the-top bullshit when he's a heel. And when he's a face, it's all, like, so bland. And, oh, like... So cool. Oh, I'm a misogynist! No one's ever <laughs> thought of that before. What a fucking original gimmick. So, my point one about Jeff Jarrett uh, comes down to this. So, this ironic fandom of him, right, all comes down to the fact that Bruce Prichard sang that song a lot. And that's it. Right, absolutely. Okay, so, my big problem is, Dwayne, do you remember the entire uh, angle involving that song and how the entire point is that Jeff Jarrett doesn't fucking sing it? Well, yeah, but, you know. Why? So how is this still attributed to him? And now he sings it. Now, like, like when he goes to indie shows, he sings with my baby and I. And the entire point that the re- the entire reason the song exists is that he doesn't sing the fucking song. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. Well, and that yeah, and that and that is Jeff Jarrett. He's he's just like phony. He <laughs> and he just like takes. He just takes other people's ideas and is like, I'm doing this now. I mean, that's it. It's just like he's not, he's never done anything like original. What can you, I mean, and, and I'm being serious right now. Can you name one Jeff Jarrett match that you look back on and go, God, that was a great match? Like, unironically, like, a great match. Yes, like, wow, like, Jeff Jarrett, like, like, okay. they killed it. They did great. Whatever you want to say about Cody or Triple H, mm-hmm. even the people that hate them the most, they can say, okay, but you know what? That match he had with Cactus Jack at the Royal Rumble was a great match. Okay, you know what? When he wrestled Nick Aldis at All Out, that was pretty fucking good. Like, he, you got to give him credit. Bad. That's the match you don't know. I don't know. That was a good match. I don't know. Did you see the ladder match? Oh, you were there, there, weren't you? I was there. It was awesome. Oh, that's what I said. Um, Cody made nice things about Cody. When when, when, when that match was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Who who, who were you cheering for there? Sammy. Okay, well, you're dead to me. Um... It's showing a little bit of respect. Here's two things Cody, Cody did, Rhodes. though, that I thought were great, right? And I said, okay. for a moment, I liked Cody Rhodes. One, when he did that figure four, but put Sammy's legs through the rungs of the ladder, that doesn't do anything, and that's the dumbest shit in the world. 
and I really liked it. <laughs> the, in his brain, like, it's like I said, it's, that's like the dumbest jock energy I've ever seen in my life, where he's like, I'm gonna put your legs to the ladder! And then you put the figure four on, and you realize while you're doing it, like, oh, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't do anything. <laughs> Too. I liked yeah, when yeah. that ladder was perfectly placed under those belts, and he pushes it out of the way and grabs another ladder. <laughs> What's the well, you know, I mean, he, he listen. The man is a psychologist in the ring, and there's nobody like him. That's all I'm gonna say. Started, uh, but he's but, grabbing that ladder but, and trying to smash Sammy Mathias with it to try to make it do something. Can I tell you what he what he did that was great when I went to uh, Dynamite back in Greensboro? Yeah. Was uh, so I'm I'm sure I told you like the reaction in the building was pretty like people were pretty like not happy about it. People were pretty bummed except for me. I was going nuts. But uh, so after the show, like he's got like Brandy and Dustin and like all his trainee. Like there's like 15 people in the ring. Tony's cons out there. He's got like his whole crew out there, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like booing like really loud. And he grabs the microphone and he, he says, Okay guys, the cameras are off now. <laughs> and like that is the loudest I have ever heard anybody boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh so I tell you what we had to sit through at that AEW show Wednesday though? A fucking Brandy oh, Rose match. It was terrible. Oh god! Oh, was that Willow? Was the what? Was she wrestled Willow? No, she was wrestled. She wrestled? Oh. she wrestled somebody. Just a job. I can't. Maybe it was an AIW student. Possibly. I don't remember. I just remember she that there was a Brandy a, Rose match. She recently had a match where she beat Willow Nightingale in like three minutes. God, I wish I was <laughs> married. To, like, somebody that ran a thing so I can make them let me do it, too. Because, <laughs> like, I don't have any skills, yeah. but it, it apparently yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, man. Well, but let's not, we're getting too far off topic. Can, can you think of one one Jeff Jarrett match that, that made you feel the way that you felt about anything in that Cody match? <laughs> no. Is there any Jeff Jarrett match where you felt... Either indifference or like just anger at I can't believe this stupid motherfucker put himself over again. Those are the only two reactions to any Jeff Jarrett match. It's like that, you're just like zoned out or you're just upset. Everybody remembers at the book, like, not anything he's no, doing. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> he's never actually getting you to boo him for like good reasons. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Um, and TNA, right? Remember when they would do on the Thanksgiving episodes the turkey suit gimmick? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there's this story in Mick Foley's, like, book about being in TNA where he says that Alex Shelley lost that. He had to put the turkey suit on. And that, like, his reaction when he got it on was like, all right, take your fucking pictures, ha, ha, ha. And he, like, mumbled something in the microphone about, like, my MySpace friends numbers are going to drop drastically because of this. Right? Which I guess is like a funny line of time. It's topical. It was like, you know. So I guess he gets backstage and Jeff Jarrett starts freaking the fuck out on him and wanted to fire him because he didn't sell it enough. And he like wanted him to like run around and scream like, no, God, no. And like, like 
we gotta be big about it. And they said Alex Shelley sat there and tried to like talk to him, him and Mick Foley tried to talk to Jeff Jarrett about like, we have HD cameras now, so you don't have to do things like that. Like you can sell in little subtle ways. <laughs> like he couldn't wrap his brain around anything under them as like giant over the top Memphis bullshit of like, no, you gotta play all the way to the back row. Gotta have- Everything's got to be huge. Right. That's all he knows because it's all his scumbag dad did. I mean, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not this. I mean, Jerry, that's another guy that there's a lot of revisionist history on is Jeff Jarrett's dad, Jerry. But what a fucking scumbag piece of shit. I don't know much about I mean, maybe, maybe one of the shadiest wrestling promoters out there. And think of the fucking ground that covers. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Jarrett is a guy who, like, the only reason his promotion was successful is he didn't pay any of the fucking wrestlers. I'm So, like, I'm not impressed by that. Like, I could run a successful business, too, if I didn't pay anybody. Like, that's not hard to do. Like, I just I, – and also, of course, all the uh, covering up for, uh, you know – what people were doing with the uh, young girls around the uh, territory and all that. So, uh, you know, I don't that, know if there's that story about, uh, about Austin, who's also Stone Cold Steve Austin's piece of shit. Um, but like he still to this day doesn't like Jeff Jarrett because in Memphis, Austin got his payday and it fucking sucked. And he said he just sat there looking at it and Jeff told him staring at it won't make it bigger. That's a what? Fuck that guy. Can you imagine how big of a piece of fucking shit you have to be to say that to somebody when you are the boss's son? When you're going back to your fucking dad's mansion, like, that's why I fucking hate this guy. And that's why we we can't be doing this revisionist history. We're like, oh, Jeff Jarrett, he's like a cool irony wrestler. Oh, <laughs> no, this guy's a piece of shit. Jeff Jarrett sucked as a wrestler, sucked as a promoter, sucked as a booker, sucked as a human being, sucked as a friend of Kurt Angle. The guy just sucks. Cool. That's my second point. Let's get right to that. Dwayne, imagine... You're at your lowest point in your life, right? Battling drug addiction, your body's a wreck. Uh, but the only solace you find is in the work that you do. Now imagine your boss fucks your wife. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then that, 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 that's, her that's for, and your whole family from there. Like, oh, that's... Every how mad I am on camera right now. I wish this was... Oh. Listeners, I wish you could see how angry I am. The, he, that's the thing people forget. He was his fucking boss. Was it just another wrestler? Like, Kurt Angle was in no position to do anything about this. Thank God Dixie did, though, right? Fucking fired him. Yeah, she did fire him. Dixie didn't do a lot of great things, but I do think that's the one is, like, for everybody's safety, you fired Jeff Jarrett. Could you imagine if he came into work after that? Can you fucking imagine Jeff Jarrett just (laughs) tries to stroll into the fucking impact zone? (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I mean, listen. Even Dixie Carter. You're looking at the names Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett on a piece of paper, and you got (laughs) to fire one of them. I mean, that's a a pretty easy decision. I mean, you know... (laughs) He, he uh, just so, just, 
Which that, which is a whole other thing. We could go into that, which is just a scam. Yeah. This is just some kind of money laundering scheme or something. Like that promotion never really existed to do anything other than like get Jeff Jarrett a job in TNA. <laughs> Oh yeah, he took his job. Yes, the whole company just existed so that he could get back to running TNA. And then they he he ended up taking over the company. And what happened? It fucking bombed. Oh my because god, he can he convinced them to use the way the worst thing. You know what I mean? He said this TNA yeah. shit sucks. You need global force. And they right, were going to yeah. switch everything over to global force. The worst and they thing. Did. They did for like a whole taping. <laughs> and then they had to change back. Did <laughs> you fucking mention? Yeah. How does he do it? How does he do it? He is the one thing you've got to the one thing you've got to give him. He is a brilliant con artist. Yeah, like he, he uh, can yeah. he can get in the room with people and convince them of anything. Like I'll I'll give in that aspect of wrestling when it comes to like conning people and <laughs> tricking them into doing stuff like yes I'll give it to you Jeff Jarrett's one of the best out there I'm just saying like maybe that's not something that we should celebrate like that doesn't like, that doesn't make him a good guy in my opinion like yeah imagine uh, like what do you like the most about him what like that he's really carny and can rip people off right right yeah cool yeah that's right. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'll get to my number two point, which was, as as people may or may not know, and I was a big WCW fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, didn't, we did actually not watch the WWF in my house uh, until WCW folded. I would watch Raw or something if I was ever at a friend's house, but my grandparents, they were strict WCW fans. So I, I watched... Every episode of Nitro from when I started watching in 96 until the the very, very bitter end. And when you think about WCW, Ed, the two biggest groups are the Four Horsemen and the NWO. And Jeff Jarrett was the worst member in the history of both. (laughs) He, He sucked in the Four Horsemen. I mean, that whole angle, I don't know. Have, have you seen a lot of 1997 Nitro? I started watching Nitro in, like, uh, August or September of 97. After that last clash, that that clash was the okay. first, like, WCW show I watched. So it did so catch it a little bit of Jeff Jarrett. But there are, like, months. I'm talking, like, three or four months where they do this interminable storyline about is Jeff Jarrett going to join the Four Horsemen or not. And then he joins them and he... But then he turns on him, but then he didn't turn on him. He just doesn't like Mongo, but now they've got to be tag team part. Oh, my God. Some of the worst fucking shit ever. Um, terrible member of the Four Horsemen. Uh, he finally gets to be like a full-fledged member, and then he just goes and fucks off to the WWF. So, like, <laughs> I think it's when uh, Blair tries to retroactively talk about how, like, well, Jeff Jarrett was never officially a horseman. Like... <laughs> Well, he's the man. I mean, you know, Ric Flair's got taste. You know, he didn't get to where he got by being an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, you you look at who was you look at who was a four horse. But let's just talk about the nineties. We won't even get into the glory days. 
You got Sid Vicious. Rules. Awesome. You got uh Sting. Great wrestler. One of the best. Uh Brian Pillman. Did some great stuff. He was only in the Four Horsemen for a brief time. Did some great stuff. Uh, there's another guy, Chris Benoit. Uh, you know, he, uh, we won't get into him. Uh, you got Dean Malenko there. Uh, one of the best, just like, Dean Malenko, just like one of the best, just like pure in-ring, like, wrestlers that could just get in there and have a good match with anybody. Uh, and then you got fucking Jeff Jarrett out there and his fucking white suspenders with no shirt. <laughs> The dumbest fucking outfit anybody has ever had. He's got a fucking perm mullet. I mean, one of the worst. I'm, I'm big, as you know, Ed. I'm big on the wrestler's hairdo and attire. Uh-huh. That's very important. A wrestler having good hair. That's like one of the top five important. Jeff Jarrett, terrible haircuts his whole career. Just awful. He had the fucking mullet and perm, and then he cut it off all off and had that stupid short haircut in the WWF for the rest of his career. Terrible hair, terrible fashion sense. Awful. But, but, I haven't even got to the NWO. So, the NWO original run, pretty pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. Some bad stuff <laughs> happened there at the end, but for the most part, uh, pretty great. And, uh, it, they ended it at the beginning of 1999, uh, and then Vince Russo came into WCW, and they brought it back, and you're getting the NWO back together. We needed the all-star teams. Who are we calling? We got the Outsiders. We're going to get Bret Hart in there, Scott Steiner. But we got we, we need we need a leader. We need a leader. Now, who's been the, the leader of the NWO in the past? You got Hulk Hogan. One of the biggest stars of all time. One of the most charismatic wrestlers to ever live. You got Kevin Nash. Huge star at 1998. Just like loaded with charisma. Great hair. Fantastic hair. I mean, beautiful hair. One of the top 90s hairstyles of wrestling. But who do you follow that up with? Fucking Double J. <laughs> Coming out there in his silver shorts. <laughs> What's up, slap nuts? He brings his fucking Nazi buddies in. <laughs> yeah, because Jeff Jarrett's a great guy who we should all celebrate. His best friends are Nazis. Uh, Dude, but, you know, that's no big deal. Glenn Gilberti one time on Twitter tried to tell me that he's never seen any evidence that they're Nazis. And I was like, what, what about their fucking Nazi tattoos, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something. You, I think you can you can forgive a person for a lot. You know, I think when you're tattooing an SS symbol on like you have put some thought into that. You did that wasn't just happenstance. You didn't just accidentally go to the tattoo parlor and say, "Let's just draw whatever you want on there." They had one of those and then you leave and it's like $50, but it's a random picture you got to pull out of the box. Right. And, he and just then he's looking in the mirror, and he's like, oh, no, oh, no, I didn't want this. <laughs> we and then he's like, don't you know it? Both right, then they get out to the car, they get out to the car, Ron, you're not going to believe this. Look at this tattoo. And he's like, no way, I got the same one. What kind of tattoo parlor is this? 
That's Jeff Jarrett's good buddies um, that were with him everywhere he went. But that NWO 2000 run is complete dog shit. I mean, one of the worst uh, just runs of any group of all time. Yeah, because everybody gets injured at the end of it. The NWO is Jeff Jarrett and the fucking Harris's. It's terrible. Yeah. Terr- I mean, who the f- what kind of wh- who would want to see that? <laughs> Nobody. You know what people did when they saw that? They said, what's The Rock doing? Also, DX is on this week. His world title run in WCW is not this thing that everybody makes it out to be or remembers. Me and you watched it, so I'm pretty sure we both realized it was, like, under three months. All of his title run gets combined. Like, he was the main event for, like, under three months. And even Vince Russo was like, yeah, this isn't fucking working. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, like, he never would have been anything in that second run. In WCW without his buddy Vince Russo there. Another great guy that he's friends with. He, he's got a, he, he makes great choices in uh, friends. But I mean, like Russo and Jarrett, they're like, they're like a team for a long time after that. Like they ruined two, they killed two companies. And like, then Jeff Jarrett came back and killed it again. So like, well, TNA's not dead enough. I better come back. I like that. Take over uh, the company. Jeff Jarrett, like, they always, like, people, because he always will have a job in wrestling, people will falsely, like, make that, like, make the claim, like, oh, he's good at, he understands the wrestling business. Like, he gets the business aspect of it. And I'm going to go ahead and say that he doesn't, because when he started his own company, the first thing he did was hire the production staff and, like, writing team from the company that he was just in that was dead because no one watched it. (laughs) Right. He's not yeah. gonna hire all those people. Everyone that just killed this company. Well, <laughs> I got a new job. Right. Well, he he understands the one thing you need to be a successful businessman in the United States, and that is have a rich dad. That's all he's ever done. Is <laughs> is like it, my my daddy said I could get a job here, and they go okay, come and on in. He, when he didn't have a rich dad anymore, he found someone with a rich dad to like buy his company from him. Right, because you right. understand how important how important it yeah. is to have a rich dad. Yeah, I need I need to tell you what I need. I need to find someone who's as big a loser as I am, <laughs> and even dumber. And he found somebody. I mean, but that's what I said. I will give him credit. He's conned a lot of people. You know, like he 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 swindled the Carter family out of a lot of money. I mean, that he. The, I will say the one cool thing he ever did. Was when he t- when he told Vince McMahon, "I'm not going out there unless you give me my fucking money." That is, yeah, I mean, I give him. I mean, that is undeniable. Well, it's so funny how um how the narrative has turned on that too. Because like if you if you remember like even even like ten years ago, the, it was just like, well, Jeff Jarrett's a piece of shit for doing that. How you don't hold the promotion up for money? You go out there and you do, and it's like. What kind of fan thinks like that? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, if the man was like, give me my fucking money, I'm not coming back here. Like, I'm going to go. My dipshit buddy is going to be running this company. He's going to put me and the NWO back together. We're going to go make $7 billion a year. I'm never coming back to this piece of shit. If you want me to put her over, give me my fucking money. So I will give him credit for that. 
it didn't work out quite like he thought it would, but you know, we all make mistakes. Um, also, like, I, that might be the only period of time where I'm ever on Jeff Jarrett's side is like that little run in the WWF because they made him watch his friend die and then cut a promo and then wrestle a match. And then he yeah. got over to a point where he could hold them up for money, leave, and then get a big fat contract that he didn't deserve from another company to yeah. fuck that company yeah. up that made him watch his <laughs> yeah. friend Which die a, and then wrestle. Right. Which is a great point that nobody ever brings up when talking about like that. Like those two incidents are not unrelated. No. Like I, I wonder why he had such strong feelings about wanting to leave. I wonder why he wanted to get out of there as yeah, fast as he possibly sure could. He thought like when he Vince really watched like, him die and they were like, You gotta be back tomorrow. Th- no, not we even don't have anybody. instantly. Yeah. Owen fell. Oh yeah, they right. fucking that's right. Oh my god, right. Instantly after. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I have one more point. <laughs> Of why I hate right, this man. That we just talked about how we kind of feel bad for him in that one circumstance. Who <laughs> <laughs> had this traumatic event? In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, fuck, you know, him. fuck him, though. Listen to what he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but hey, hey, listen. This guy might have watched his best friend die in front of his eyes, but listen, he puts a pretty shitty wrestling, too, so let's calm down a little bit. So, his refusal to put anyone over ever uh, is... That was my uh, number three! Ed! That was he's mine. the most unqualified person to have the ego that he does. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, Hulk Hogan Absolutely. doesn't want to lose, but Hulk Hogan at one point was the biggest star in fucking wrestling, right? Why does Jeff Jarrett have this ego to where it's still today, we just saw Sunday, still today is like, I can't lose. No, gotta go over. Gotta go you know over. What, you know what the answer is? You know what the answer is? He's such a fail son dipshit. He really thinks he is like this big star. Like in Jeff Jarrett's mind, he is he's as big as Hulk Hogan. He really believes that. So Ron And, and listen, whatever listen. you want to say. Go ahead. I have the I have a list here. If you just go off TNA, just TNA. Ron Killings, Raven. Monty Brown, which is the big one. Monty, he fucking ruined that man's career and cost him millions of dollars. Dude. He's a piece of and shit. And Monty Brown, Monty Brown would have been one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling. And they tripped over backwards to fuck it up. Dude, they turned him heel and aligned him with Jeff Jarrett as a, like, literally like to keep his thumb on him to be like, Fuck no, yeah. like, I'm in control of this, like, I don't get, like, letting fans know, don't give a fuck, this will never be a thing, like. I heard an, I heard an interview with, uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts one time, and this is a little bit off topic, but it, it relates to what we're talking about, and, uh, and they were asking him about when he, when he worked with Hulk Hogan, and WWF, and they said, you know, the fans were cheering you a little bit more than they were cheering Hulk, did that make you feel good? And he said, no, it made me feel terrible because I knew I was fucked. I knew as soon as they started cheering me out, they were going to get me as far away from fucking Hulk as they possibly could. And he's like, and then that was pretty much it for me in the yeah, WWF yeah, yeah. because I committed the cardinal sin. <laughs> like, and it was very much the same thing with Monty Brown. Like, 
oh, this guy's way more popular than Jeff Jarrett. Well, we'll make him Jeff Jarrett's little buddy then. Him and Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett might be the worst stable ever, right? Because at its core, it's just a bad idea. But then it also ruined Ronnie Brown and also Billy Gunn. (laughs) Dude, that's another guy that, like, I mean... I hope he's not listening. No offense, uh, Billy Gunn facts. But, like, the ironic Billy Gunn was good stuff is, like, I don't know. Yeah, Look, brother, I sat through like, a lot of Billy Gunn matches in my life. Because it's not even, like, I, enjoy it. The, I, I get, like, the ironic Ahmed Johnson is good. Because, like, Ahmed actually did right. hurt people, and that's fucking dope, right? But Billy Gunn didn't even, right. like, he wasn't, like, an especially, like, sloppy, stiff worker. You know what I mean? So like, right. don't get the Billy Gunn. Like, the only, like, the Ahmed stuff makes sense, but Billy Gunn, no, I don't. Yeah. That, that does bring up something that I wanted to say earlier when we were, when we, when we were talking about Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that really does, uh, really does get under my skin, Ed, <clears throat> is that there are people out there that accuse me of only liking Cody as a bit. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around on their own Twitter account and say, I like Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> How can you have the motherfucking audacity to accuse somebody of only liking a wrestler as a bit and then going, I really like Jeff Jarrett? No, you don't. That That is made up. No one sits around and watches Jeff Jarrett matches, you know what I'm saying? No fucking way. There's no one can convince me that's a thing they do. It's like, I'm going to toss on this Jeff Jarrett playlist on YouTube. Impossible. You would never do it, because you'd watch three matches and you'd go, I've seen every fucking move this guy's ever done in his life. (laughs) He's got a fucking, he's got a fucking Russian leg sweep. He's got his little stroke thing, which is basically just a forward Russian leg sweep. He's got a figure four, real original move there, and a guitar, which also nobody else has ever thought of. So just great wrestler. Dude, I feel honestly so bad for Effie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess. I listen, know. let me explain it to you this way. Effie... <laughs> was clearly, if you take Nick Gage out of it, right? Effie, biggest, most popular face, and that's like the GCW guy, right? Okay, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. So that definitely should have been John Moxley versus Effie at the Hammerstein, but they give it to Homicide, right? Because Brett the Mark. And um, that would be how you would book if you wanted to, like, make stars and, like, yes. draw money, but... Uh, so, yeah. to apologize, like, we're still going to give you this big match, Effie. And he's like, great. Who's what? What am I gonna? Am I working like, like are we bringing an AEW guy? And what's what's going on? What are we? No, you're gonna wrestle Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. okay, I guess right on. Well, at least I'll get a win in the Hammerstein. <laughs> and Brett <laughs> says, well, actually, hold on there. <laughs> Jeff won't lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Dwayne, right now the Rumble's on, right? 
If he shows up in the Royal I'm Rumble, watching it in the background. If he shows up in the Royal Rumble, I guarantee you the conversation at the Hammerstein was, I'd love to put him over, but I got another run up in New York. I brother, brother. I can't be losing. Vince going. said I can't do any jobs. So. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look. I mean, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, just put the fucking guy over. Right? Why not? Who cares? Who gives a shit? You're a million years old. Nobody gives a shit. Not one person bought this pay-per-view to see you. I know I know. in, like, the fucking four people's minds that, like, pretend Jeff Jarrett is, like, a cool meme. Think that anybody bought this show to see Jeff Jarrett. Nobody gives a fuck about Jeff Jarrett, who watches GCW. They all want to see Effie and Nick Gage and John Moxley and all those guys are way bigger stars than Jeff Jarrett to those people. Like, and then it's like, oh, well, I can't do fucking. <clears throat> you know for a fact, you know for a fact that at some point, John Moxley, like arguably like the number like top four or five guys in AEW, unquestionably, arguably yeah. number one guy. He's going to put Nick Gage over. Like, he's going to lose to him right in the middle of the ring. Like, it's coming. But Jeff Jarrett can't fucking lose a match. No. (laughs) I want to know what he thinks the last outlaw means, because that's what he keeps calling himself. And I just want him to explain what he he thinks that is. Because I don't know what he means by that. What does he mean? What is that? It's real. It's real outlaw to go get a job with Vince McMahon in the office. That's very. <laughs> <laughs> he has the real cowboy shit, Adam Page. He has a podcast, and people keep trying to tell me to listen to it, and I can't tell them enough how like I would rather shove a rusty screw up my piss hole <laughs> than listen to Honestly, ten minutes dude, of that thing. I I don't understand how anybody listens to any podcast with Conrad Thompson. Just no, one of the most insufferable really? people I've ever heard in my life. Oh wow! God, I cannot stand that guy. Oh god. I uh. What a f- WrestleMania weekend at the AIW show in like Jersey. He like stood like two people away from me, and I was just like, "Wow, you're so lucky. I'm not like a giant nerd and want to talk to you. And <laughs> I'm just gonna let you stand here in peace because he could have got real unlucky. You know yeah. what I mean?" Yeah, he's a big, uh, he's a big vanity, like, searcher, like, he's multiple times, like, uh, added, you know, like, mentioned, like, I've said something, like, oh, you know, da da da, and he'll, like, respond to it, and it's like, dude, I didn't, like, I didn't, min- I didn't use your handle or anything, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Leave me alone. Are you gonna watch his wrestling company that he's gonna start with Jeff Jarrett and Matt Cardona? <laughs> There's the fu- fuck off. Yeah, dude, it's coming. Wait, Wait, it's coming. It is not. No, it is not. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, that is bullshit. And if it ever does happen, it will not last a year. (laughs) Would you go see it? I mean, if it was in the area and they had some good stars on there, I guess I probably would. (laughs) You just wait, dude. Global Force is going to come back. Jeff Jarrett. Fucking Matt Cardona and Conrad. Imagine building a company around Jeff Jarrett and fucking Matt Cardona. And Conrad. <laughs> you know, think Conrad's going to be, like, front and center? What's Conrad? Is he booking? Like, what's he yeah, doing? Yeah, for sure he's going to book. Probably Jeff money guy, Jarrett. right? 
Jack Jarrett has just talked this guy into spending money, and, like, it's not going to... Dude, anyway, I don't believe anything involving any of those three. <laughs> All three are just... Total con artist. I mean, I, I what guess a fucking I, like I guess, absolute I nightmare project for you, though. Know. You know what I mean? What an absolute like nightmare projects for you that they would like oh, if they started a wrestling company. Like those three specifically starting a wrestling company. Oh God, I just can't imagine. Because you know Conrad's going to put himself all over the fucking show. Like he's yeah. definitely going to be the commentator or the or the boss or something. Um. Yeah. But, uh, but it, let's finish, let's finish what we were talking about though with Jeff Jarrett, cause there is, a, there is one last point I wanted to make about him never putting anybody over. Okay. And here's the thing. You look at all the wrestlers people shit on for being selfish. Hogan, <laughs> Triple H, uh, Cody gets it, I don't understand why. Um uh, Let's see, who else would you throw in there? Um, Roddy Piper. You know, those, those, those kind of guys. Every single one of those guys, you can point to a time where Hulk Hogan tried to make the ultimate warrior. Even Triple H made Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah. Cody has done everything he could to try to make as many stars as possible. Sometimes he's hit, sometimes he's missed. But for the most part, he's trying to help people out. Even if he doesn't do it in the right way, like in his brain, he's trying to help people out. You cannot point to one time in his entire career that somebody had a rivalry with Jeff Jarrett where they came out better for it. It it has never happened. Well, that's because to get somebody over, I think you you have to be over, which is a thing well, Jeff Jarrett has never been. Ever. Right, right. Well, that's what it all. A lot of it comes down to that. It's like, right. But it's he just like there was all these opportunities in TNA for him to just lose, step aside, and let this guy have it for a little while. And he just never did it. Just wouldn't do it. When did he finally, like... He never did. He just went away. <laughs> like, he, like, he never... he never. There was never, like, any big somebody finally got it over on Jeff Jarrett moment. Like, that never happened. No, I guess you're right. Like, he just... Like, Sting beat him? But here's right. what happened. Hulk Hogan came in. And right before Hogan came in, Jeff Jarrett was doing this little gimmick where he was like, I don't know about this Hogan guy. You know, he's going to come in and change things. And mm -hmm. then as soon as Hogan came in, Jeff Jarrett pretty much just fucked off for good. And stole Kurt Angle's life while he's in the midst of drug addiction. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck Jeff Jarrett forever, man. Just the worst. Yeah, the guy sucks. I mean, <laughs> I think... You know, I mean, I think that's that's the um, you look at what makes a wrestler good. People like different people like different things about wrestling. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And people appreciate wrestling on different levels. Maybe you're somebody who likes wrestling on just the surface level. You you just like to see the the stars, the the charismatic celebrities. 
Jeff Jarrett does nothing for you. Let's <laughs> say you're somebody like me. You're into the hair. You're into the fashion. You're into the outfits. Jeff Jarrett has never offered you anything. You're a hardcore fan. You want to see the good action. You want to see the fast-paced matches. You want to see the the psychology, the 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 storytelling. Jeff Jarrett's not giving you any of that shit. It's fucking Memphis strutting around and then hit you with a guitar and then drunkenly mumble at the crowd. And if you're somebody who maybe you appreciate wrestling on the deeper level, wow, look at this guy get in there. Look at what he can do with this guy. Look at how he makes this other guy. Jeff Jarrett ain't giving you fucking any of that either because he's never made anybody. He's never made anybody look good. He, all he's ever done is serve himself and never drawn a fucking dollar. Mike Graham, RIP, made the best point I've ever heard about <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. And that was he broke a million guitars and never drew a dime. That's beautiful. I think that's how we end it because the Mike Graham quote is perfect. <laughs> like Mike Graham <laughs> himself is just like not. It's like, Mike Graham's great because he claims that he like it was his idea to bring in Hulk Hogan and like he invented the NWO. Yeah, he's a liar and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But but what he said about Jeff Jarrett is spot on. How do you like if you're Jeff? You Jarrett, know, you know, you know why? You know how? You know why Mike Graham was able to see through Jeff Jarrett? Because he was also a fell son, rich guys. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, but his dad had the good sense to not put him in the main events. Yeah. So that humbled the man. <laughs> Dwayne, want to plug your anything, socials, gathering? <laughs> yes. If you, right. If you, I mean, is there anybody listening to this that doesn't already follow me on Twitter? I guess you can uh, at Ages of Fever if you want to if you want to do that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> tweet stuff, yeah. Um, uh, what's what's next episode? You pick. Oh, hmm. You want to you want to just get into it? You want to just do Matt Cardona? Yeah, definitely. Because I used to like him a little okay. bit. So, well, uh, d- <laughs> we'll get we'll get into we'll get into it on the uh, on the. He's on complicated. The I think. I think there there was a point in time where he had a lot of goodwill built up, <laughs> and he's really done everything he, he can in the past sort of five years or so to just dismantle all of that. <laughs> <laughs> There there was a time where, like, you didn't know a lot about him. He didn't have a (laughs) podcast. He was just a guy who had, like, his cute little sketch show where, like, he he did have some funny bits from time to time. And, like, that's all you knew about him. And it's like, oh, they should give this guy a chance. But now we've got to know the kind of person that he is and what he's like. And it's just like, I got to imagine the other wrestlers just sort of roll their eyes and go, like, this fucking guy again. Right, we'll see you next time. We can bury Mac uh, Cardona. Um, you know, let's let people hate things. That's right. This is a that's this is a positivity free zone. Yeah. A lot of people they say, oh, 
why don't you just, you know, talk about what you like? Well, how about, why don't you just go get breastfed by your mommy, you baby? The adults are talking. I don't, why is it so hard for people to realize that, like, I like making fun of things? It's fun to <laughs> it's, do. It's super fun. It's really fun right? to do. 